Hello humans, hello humans. It's getting on towards noon. Still on February 21st. We're still in a state of um, uh, fifth generation unrestricted warfare from the uh, Kazarians, our own captured governments, uh, versus the population. As I had said earlier, uh, this is a psychological war and the battlefield is, um, I almost got run over. <laughs> um, the battlefield is uh, for your mind, right? It's in your head. So everybody's trying to, to fight it out in your noggin and everybody's noggins. And so it's a very difficult world um, because the war is waging, it's a you know global war I mean, they're fighting this war in China. We're fighting it in uh, everywhere, just all over the planet. Everybody's fighting this. And we have, um, uh, we're into a major push uh, as uh, the Khazarians start understanding and, and uh, getting desperate. They're understanding now that they're on the ropes, that their plans aren't going to work. They're going to keep going because they don't have any fallback. They don't have any other option, right? Um, it's not like you can uh, run on up and, and uh, with a gun and try and uh, rob somebody and, uh, you know, steal their um, uh, everything they own and kill them. And then you shoot at them and the gun goes clack. And it's like you can't just at that point, you know, after you spend 20 minutes telling them what you're going to do to them and all of this, then you pull the trigger and the gun goes clack, clack, clack and there's no, no firing, it's not like you can say, oh, well, that didn't work. We're going to go do this other thing, right? Because at that point, uh, the battle's engaged, right? And so once that occurs in somebody's mind that the, um, that the battle is on, well, it's on. And you can't undo that. This is why we're in this psychological war. So it was necessary that the people that, uh, that uh, asked Trump to run and get involved here and who knows how many decades back they did that. Um, the plan is for a, uh, it's very complex, uh, very multi-leveled, it's uh, global as I say, and the plan is basically to bring a level of awareness of the common enemy of the people to the people. Now, this means some of the people have to be disabused of the shit that's been shoved in their brain by their schooling. And uh, the other people that, that didn't fall for the schooling, you know, they didn't take the shots, all of this, they knew it was a scam and something was going on. All of those people, even though they're still on your side and so on, they've got to be brought up to speed as to what's really happening here. So it might take us three years to educate everybody about the, the, the various different levels of the war uh, once they tumble to the idea that we're at war. A lot of people don't understand that. They don't see that yet. They don't know about the Khazarians. They don't know about any of this stuff. They're just starting to hear, you know, a few flaky um, internet conspiracy guys spouting off about all this stuff, and they don't know how to take it. They can't accept it. Uh, they can't receive the information because their minds have not been um, uh, prepared to the extent that they have uh, some questioning about how things work, right? They still think that 
the paradigm is a um, uh, is functional, that it's factual and organic, and they don't know that it's a constructed uh, reality in their head that doesn't exist, right? Um, so we have lots and lots and lots of casualties um, in this war. We got everybody that took the shot, everybody that cut their dick off because they thought they were trans, because their mother wanted them to be trans, because it was cool. You know, all of this kind of shit, right? So all of these are, are casualties of this war. And so there's millions, tens of millions probably. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but I'm not of the opinion that we're actually going to be lobbing nukes at each other. Uh, I have a lot of reasons to suspect that that strategy and that that strategy is necessary. Um, and that within the strategy, the tactic of the... Um, nearness of global nuclear meltdown um, is a very necessary, a very critical tactic, a very dangerous tactic. Uh, it puts us at a, a point of maximum risk uh, briefly. And uh, as I say, it's absolutely necessary. We have to do it. There's about maybe... Let's just say that there's a big tranche of normies that are about ready to get really awakened, okay? And this big tranche, it might be a sizable amount. And by that I might, I mean maybe 3 or 4% of the population. You know, not anything like 10% or any of that, right? But 3 or 4% of the population may wake up in a very short period of time as a result of the psychological stress that's going to uh, affect them as the nearness of the nuclear meltdown approaches. So over the coming weeks here, as we get to that uh, pinnacle fear point, the uh, progress of the big ugly will intrude on a large number of normies and they will flip. And so one of the effects that you will see from this is uh, to, to prove my, my point is uh, like right today, go in and just make a note somewhere as to how many uh, like subscribers and followers uh, all your favorite internet nut jobs have. Okay, so like go see how many people are watching uh, Max Egan's latest video and then check back in a little while. Uh, so, uh, over these next couple of months, check back and you'll see maybe a five-fold, maybe a ten-fold increase in view rates on uh, your favorite internet uh, conspiracy nut jobs. All right? And this is going to be because these normies that are going to be in this large tranche are going to... Mm, they're not going to be forced. They're going to be compelled. Okay, so their minds are going to compel them to go and search out uh, conspiracy guys that are really sound and solid and so on. Now, they're going to find a lot of grifters, and so a lot of these people are going to have to deal with the fact that they're getting involved with grifters, right? Um, I won't go into names or any of that. They'll discover them on their own. But, uh, but a lot of people will end up moving towards uh, the solid uh, anti-naradigm uh, guys like uh, Max Egan, Dr. Robert Malone, you know, um, Finderella on uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, 
you know, all these uh, doctors and people that have wised up that are shouting about the conspiracy to get us all and this kind of thing. And so uh, this this tranche of normies is huge. And even, and it's only, maybe it's only 4%. I don't know that it'll rise to that amount. But it will more than double the activity of the um, uh, conspiracy uh, energy on the internet. So you're going to see everything get like frothy as fuck as this um, large tranche comes on. And it'll bubble up. It's not like they're going to all happen on the same day. Uh, so it'll be over the course of a couple of weeks. You'll see a large trend develop of more and more people. And then you'll start thinking, damn, it's still going on. It's still going on. There's more people watching Max Egan today than there was the other day. And it's just going to go and go and go. Um, and the, But it's this large tranche. And then we're going to go into a dip of people uh, not... Uh, snapping too, not really following, getting on the program, but then that, that dip will be very brief because the new tranche is going to be so excited about all this stuff that they've learned and all this stuff that's going on, and it will be validated by their reality. So shit will be happening out in the real world that will validate this tranche, uh, these these 3 to 4% of the normies, it will make them feel very good about the new information that they've learned because the world is starting to back them up. You know, unlike when they were told that, you know, so-and-so was trans, right? None of their, there was no real solid world um, uh, universe providing proof to all of this for them to see, unlike what's going to be coming to them. And then, as I say, we're going to be pushing towards this um, point of maximum danger, maximum fear, uh, the fear bubble is going to be quite huge. Uh, it's going to drive people fucking crazy. So watch out for the people around you and try and calm them down uh, because you're going to see people that will just go absolutely batshit. There will be a lot of the normies that won't wake up from the nuclear um, near holocaust, nu near nuclear meltdown, right? They will become involved in it and subsumed in it and drive the rest of us all crazy. Uh, so do what you can to calm these guys down, point them to the idea of waking up, not fearing, uh, you know, you got to get them over this fear of nuclear annihilation, right? And um, guys, it, let me tell you, it don't matter when you're dead. It doesn't matter how you died. So it is not worse to get nuked than it is to get shot in the head or killed by a truck, right? So, uh, but these guys on the normie side are going to be fucking freaking. And let me think, let's see... So that's probably nearer the end of March. So so a month and so maybe five weeks, maybe into six weeks, March, April. Yeah, so right in there. Anyway, so as I say, this is a psychological war. And so that's why your head hurts, right? That's why your brain hurts whenever you get online and look at information and stuff. It's because you're being affected deliberately by psychological uh, tools, okay, like tactics and strategies to alter the psychology of a human. This is hugely studied. The Khazarians have been studying this forever. Uh, they've always wanted to fuck over all the humans, and um, uh, some of their people studied it. So one of the uh, major Khazarians that they really follow is this guy, um, uh, Shlomo Sigismund Freud, okay, that we all know as uh, Sigmund Freud. 
um, you know, they couldn't tell it, call it, call him Shlomo Freud because you wouldn't listen to the fucker. You know, you got to go to a psychiatrist named Shlomo. Anyway, um, so uh, the psychological tools that they're going to be using are uh, are huge. There's just lots and lots and lots of them. Um, the Kazarians are in a, a world of hurt at the moment, though, okay? Because their tools, their psychological tools, are all designed to disrupt your mental stability and uh, make you anxious such that they can cause behavior changes, such that they can herd you into the behavior that they want to see you express. Well... In order for that to occur, they must destabilize your psychological uh, foundation. And so this is the battle that's going on right now. Well, the thing is that in the normal course of events, those people like myself, like Max Egan, like all these kind of people are basically, we're humanity supporters, right? So we want to see a nice, stable, organic, well-run humanity. Um, and everybody have a nice, stable mindset. So our general thing is to calm people down, point out what's going on so that they, we can reduce the fear levels and so on. So in that sense, people like myself, like Max Egan, all the work we've been doing has been up to this point has been uh, like anti-Kazarian, right? Anti-psychological warfare. Because what we're trying to do is, is um, undo the effects that the Kazarians have put on your mind with their latest psychological tactics. So they're trying to induce fear with the um, uh, chemical bomb. So the very first day, that the very first instant that I see that it's there, that it happened, I start working on ways to diffuse their effort to create all this fear. So I start putting out my um, uh, first aid for Ohio that has practical things you can do to protect yourself. And that makes you feel better, and that calms your mind. If you're east of the East Palestine, and you're or in Canada, and you read what I've I've written out there, you think, well, this is pretty bad. But hey, this is something I can do. Here's a practical thing I can do to safeguard me and my family, and it makes me feel better to do this. There's no harm to doing any of the stuff that Cliff suggests, and in fact. Even if I've never been exposed to the vinyl chloride, what he is suggesting actually will aid me anyway. And so, hey, this is all good stuff. We'll go do this. And the, the upshot is that you feel better. So a lot of normies feel better because they read my uh, description on what to do, my first aid for Ohio. And uh, uh, they're going to do it. A lot, you know, I don't know how many will actually do it. They're motivated by fear, so it might be quite high. Maybe 80% of the people that will read that will actually take uh, heed and do some of those techniques that I've suggested. Um, and so Max Egan, myself, David Icke, all of these kind of weird ass uh, conspiracy guys, basically as nutty as we seem and the things that we're saying sound so bizarre, we've never been attempting to make you fear right? So we're not trying to institute fear. We're not trying to uh, get everybody whipped up. That's not the way we work. And so normies are going to gravitate to us. They're going to say, hey, this guy's nice and calm. Everybody else get me all jangly and get my mind all whipped up. I'm going to go listen to Max Egan. Yeah, he's a little weird. Uh, you know, he's got a real nice beard and he's got a great um, uh, backdrop for his videos. I'm going to go and listen to him. And so you will see this effect of the normies. And you're going to see it just grow and grow and grow from this point on. 
as we get in further into the big ugly, we'll, we'll cross this tranche and we'll get this big group. As I say, maybe 3%. I doubt it'll it'll pass 3 but it might maybe go up, you know, to, to 4 or so. But in any event, though, so we'll get these people awake. They'll start following us. They'll start telling their friends. They'll feel better about what they're doing because the universe will validate that they've made a proper decision by what's going on in their life and what's going on in the larger outside world. So the fact that I had put out the um, Vox Populi saying resistance is useless last Friday and then pointed to this week, and then this week we get all of the uh, release of the January 6th stuff is going to make all of those legislators and their legislative assistants, basically, even if they don't acknowledge it, um, openly in their own mind, there is part of their mind that's saying, hmm, what the fuck? This guy knew a week in advance. He knew days before it was going to happen, and it happened. So, hmm, you know, maybe I'd better pay attention to this guy, right? That sort of thing. Well, this is the shift in psychological warfare. So if you follow my Vox Populi, it had two, um, over the past three years, it's uh, had two main goals, which was, you know, to fight the Kazarian um, propaganda, their psychological warfare, and to provide a, a point of reassuring calmness at the same time that I was uh, assailing the minds of the uh, legislators and their, their legislative assistants. And I keep coming back to the legislative assistants because they're so key. Uh, the legislators themselves, they go, they sign their names, they, they have a vote, but everything else is basically done by the legislative assistant. You know, all their thinking is basically done by the legislative assistants that, that control the information they receive. And so this is why they're so key. Anyway, though, so uh, I have made a shift in the Vox Populi, especially these last three weeks, um, to a much more active psychological warfare stance. And I'm going to start uh, doing more and more psychological warfare stuff, okay? And so, uh, I'll tell you briefly about this episode in my past. So, I've been to a lot of fucking high schools. Uh, I've been to two high schools in Germany. Uh, one was a middle school, and that's a pre-high school kind of a concept they used to have. Uh, so, I went to two high schools in Germany, and I think... I want to say, I, I, okay, so I think I went to five high schools here in the States, you know, uh, three months here, year there, that kind of thing. And I graduated early because I was basically in college um, in Europe relative to the school system here in the United States. So I'd had calculus and all of this kind of stuff long before I'd gotten to high school here in the United States. So they were blown away. Anyway, so I was going to graduate early. I, we came up here. My dad was going to retire out of uh, Fort Lewis. And so we come on up to Washington State, where I was born, and um, settle in and stuff. And I've got, uh, basically, if I chose to do it, a full year of uh, high school here in order to graduate. But I didn't really have to do that, okay? I only needed, like, a certain number of credits, and I was out of there. Um, you know, my parents wanted me to go the whole ritual and, you know, go to the graduation and all of that. But I'm just not that kind of guy. So so I, it was my decision to... to uh, take the credits and get the fuck out of there as soon as I could. I didn't like high school much. It was real, you know, I'm a paranoid, um, uh, which means I was not in with any groups really, you know, didn't have that kind of relationship with people. So there was not a whole lot to be attractive for me in high school. Anyway, so 
Uh, all of that is a lead-in to the fact that I had to choose certain courses when we got up here. And uh, one of those that I'd been interested in, because I'd been studying it for my own mental illness issues, was uh, psychology and psychiatry. And so there was a, uh, the high school I went to here, they had a, uh, a guy who taught a high school level uh, psychology class. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, it, was, it was more interesting than doing anything else. I could have actually just taken gym and gotten the credits. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to do something. I, you know, it was boring anyway. So I'm taking this class, and uh, the uh, psychology teacher, um, he's irritated at me, okay? Uh, because um, just because of my personality, uh, I'm a pain in the ass, I'm a hard case, and I don't um, kowtow to authority. So I would call him on his bullshit when he was uh, telling people all this uh, psycholo psychological stuff that I had already read and had it had been discounted because his knowledge base was several years old and I was current at that point with the latest and greatest thinking uh, because I could, you know, go to the libraries on my own, etc. This is long before the internet. Anyway, so um, so the guy gets irritated at me. He gets pissed at me. He starts uh, digging at me in class, trying to um, use his psychological tools on my mind to uh, basically get me to submit to his will. So this was one of those, if it was a movie, it was, you know, the developing battle of wills between the... Uh, the uh, the prison guard and the uh, unjustly, uh, you know, uh, committed inmate, right? Which would be me. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt like I was, shouldn't have been there. You know, I should have never gone into high school and just accepted the the no um, degree and just done a GED. I could have done it in a day and been, been done with it. But anyway, though, so here I am in this battle with this uh, psychology guy. He's a high school teacher, right? He'd, uh, maybe he had a master's. I don't know. Um, anyway, so here's the thing. So we're fighting uh, back and forth, and it starts getting a little ugly. All right? He starts getting... Um, I was a kid, you know? I mean, I was like... Oh, well, I wasn't really a kid. I was like 17, so... 16, 17. So... Um, but in any event, so uh, he's really fucking pressing on me. And um, I... Um, I decided to respond. I mean, it was just, you know, I like to fight. Uh, take judo and, you know, aikido, karate, all this kind of shit. So, basically, I like to fight. I wasn't going to just sit there and take it. Uh, so, here's what I did. So, I really studied up on psychological uh, techniques then. Uh, I knew a whole lot, but I'd never thought about it in terms of warfare. And that was the first time I, I started thinking about it in terms of uh, warfare. And so, this would have been like the late 60s. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so I got a couple of guys I was friendly with and, uh, and who were also sort of irritated at this, um, uh, this high school uh, psychology uh, teacher, uh, mainly because, you know, we were smoking pot. We were, you know, had an attitude, you know, none of us really wanted to be there. It was, it was the least offensive class and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, these two guys thought, yeah, this will be cool. And so what we did was at my, my, uh, um, direction was that we would go, uh, especially me. I mean, I started it on my own, uh, because I, I didn't have that many classes, right? So I only had to be there really half a day, but the day I had to be there the whole day because of the way the classes were strung out in any event though. So I would go out and sit, uh, stand in the hall 
in the class in, in front of the psychological um, uh, instructor's classroom, right? And so, <laughs> so anyway, so I was a, I was a wicked bastard. I'm paranoid, right? I, know, I understand paranoia at a level people just do not grasp. And so I was, gonna, I was going to respond to this guy's psychological warfare against me with a tactic that I decided was going to just crush him. And it did. I was very successful. But my tactic was to stand across from the door of his classroom. All the people would come out. A couple of minutes later, he would come out. And the whole hall was filled with all these high school kids. And I would stand there, and I would put all my books and stuff down, and I would clap. Like, you know, hooray, hooray! Hooray, I get to see you! Hooray, hooray! <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so, it wasn't, you know, uh, like, the first day, it was like, everybody's looking at me like, what the fuck, dude? And then the second day, I'm back out there. And I was doing this at every opportunity. So I was doing that first day. I'd do it like, you know, three times that day, right? And uh, the next day, maybe it was only two times because of the classes and so on. Well, on the next day, on the second day, there was myself and these two friends. And uh, we all clapped. And then uh, and the, the professor, like, he's instantly weirded out. Uh, you know, he kind of smiles. You know, it's a joke, blah, 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 right? And so, uh, but, but we're being friendly, smiling and clapping as though we really appreciate him and though we've got a really good friendly attitude with him. And bear in mind, this was a friendly fight. The guy was, uh, it was a psychological fight. It wasn't an open fight. Uh, I won't go into the details of his personality and mine and stuff, but it was, it was sort of like, a, you know, frenemies, right? Anyway, though, so, um, so the three of us clap. And then this is like on, so it started it on a Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday. And then the next Monday, uh, we started all over again. Only this time we have the, the effect that we will see on the internet. And that effect was that myself and, uh, uh, Scott and Richard, my two friends, we stand out there in the, um, in the hallway and we start clapping. And the next thing you know, couple of other guys, a couple of other students, they put their books down and they start clapping too. And it's like, wow, that was cool. You know, we got an extra three or four people clapping. And then a couple of hours later, the next time I do this, fuck, half the hall, half of the people in the hall start clapping. And this guy has to endure clapping all the way as he goes down the hall to the teacher's lounge area or whatever, right? Uh, or the bathroom or wherever the hell he was hitting. So he has to be there while everybody in the hall is clapping. Now, bear in mind, nobody knows what the fuck they're clapping for. <laughs> so they don't know why we're doing this, right? But they think it's cool. They're going to pile on. This is fun. You know, they were, they were intrigued. This is unusual. This is the good stuff. You know, it's like, what the fuck is happening? And, and we didn't, myself and, and Scott and, um, and Richard, I, uh, we didn't say why we were doing this. People would come up, up and ask and we'd say, well, secret, whatever, right? Or, or we uh, told them we're just fucking with them or, or whatever. Anyway, so that went on for the rest of that week. And by the end of that week on that Friday, so it had been one full week and three days in the week before, by the end of that uh, <laughs> Friday, this fucker was getting claps no matter where he went on campus. All he had to do was show his face. Everybody put their books down and start clapping. And he was freaked. He was fucking freaked. I mean, his his brain was melting. And I didn't understand 100... I knew it was 
it's intimidating to have people look at you, right? This is a psychological thing that I was using. This was my wedge, was like the focus of eyes on you. And I won't go into psychology and all of that kind of stuff about it. But anyway, everybody understands that, oh, hey, they're watching me. They're looking at me. But what we didn't know, this was the kicker. And this is what I'm coming up to with these legislative assistants, right? So I had no fucking clue as to what was going on in that guy's life outside of the school. He had pissed me off, and so we were doing this in the school. I didn't investigate. I didn't go into it. I could have had much more impact on him had I done so, but I didn't. But here's what was going on in the background. Here's what we did not know. This guy in his early 40s, he was fucking in a high school girl, okay? At least one, maybe two or three. And so, uh, but that one, he ended up getting her pregnant. He had to divorce his wife um, and uh, separate from his wife and his two existing kids at that point. And then he married the high school girl when she turned 18. So, you know, he was basically a pedophile. And, you know, she was probably, well, maybe she was, you know, age of consent. Maybe she was at 16 in this state. So maybe uh, she was over 16 when they started this affair. Nonetheless, we didn't know any of this stuff was going on. But he sure did, and he thought we knew. <laughs> and he thought we were clapping because he was getting young pussy. And we didn't know. <laughs> so anyway, so, uh, so it was those eight days and then the two weekends. And that following Monday, as I arrive on campus, guess who's out in the parking lot waiting for me? And guess who at that stage capitulated? He, he said, can you stop this? You know, I can't take it anymore. Can you can you not do this? Blah, 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 blah. I still did not know why everything was going this way. But that, that marked a peak in his relationship with that young woman. And that week marked the end of his relationship with his wife, none of which I was aware of, right? Um, <laughs> but my technique would have worked even if he had not been... Uh, screwing around with an underage girl because the technique itself makes you think as the victim of it it makes you think somebody knows something about me right they're looking at me for a reason and so this is why I did the um, this last Vox Populi where I'm telling the, the legislative assistants the legislators we are watching you Everybody that works around you are our spies. We're watching every fucking thing you're doing. Because I know that in the three or four hundred people that I'm sending these uh, uh, these emails out to, some of those fuckers are doing shit that's illegal. They don't want us watching them. And they think, now, maybe we know them specifically and the, the nature of their illegalities. And so they're going to start being paranoid. The upshot of this is that everybody that reads the reports that I send to them in the legislature as the legislative assistants, these people will change their behavior, okay? They will become paranoid because of what I'm doing. And uh, I'm taking advantage of the fact that the Khazarians have already disturbed their minds, have already taken their minds out of a point of stability and and put them over into instability in order that these people might be herded into a particular kind of activity by the Khazarians. And what I'm doing is I'm coming along with my little doggies and we're stealing that herd. 
we're just walking on up and taking advantage of that the the fact that that herd is all ready to move their feet are up moving up and down they're ready to walk and we're just giving them a, a direction to walk into so you can expect that my vox populi and all of my other efforts here will increase the pressure on these legislators and their legislative assistants now the next phase up on this is to start reinforcing that paranoia. So what I'm going to do this next time is to tell them exactly how we're going to find out all their secrets. And this is going to freak them out. So this next Vox Populi, unless something really big intrudes this week that, that, um, that I have to piggyback on and capture the emotional intensity of, I'm planning on doing a Vox Populi all about uh, open source surveillance, what we call OSINT which is open source intelligence. And I'm going to tell these people about how we write scripts and we watch them on Twitter, we watch them on Facebook, that we're going to soon be able to watch the security cameras, steal the feeds and watch them at, at wherever. And, that, you know, we'll find out where they live and find out if they got security cameras in their place and we'll steal those feeds and basically make these fuckers paranoid that they're going to understand that we're be, they're being watched. And then at the same time, I'm going to express that we're going to have maybe a hundred thousand, however many we can get, you know, a thousand would do it, really. That would scare the fucking uh, hell out of them if a thousand people in Washington State were to send them individualized emails to these people on a week weekly basis, right? But if we got a hundred thousand, well, no, if we had 10,000 people uh, emailing uh, the legislature, I guarantee you here in Washington State, no matter what these people were to email, it would shut the fucker down. They wouldn't be able to cope with this level of attention and this level of um, uh, interaction through their IT department. Yeah, their email can handle it. That's not the issue. It's the people reading it and freaking out afterwards, right? That's the that's the real problem that these guys have got to got to deal with. Anyway, so uh, my next to last stop here. So that's the the next stage of the Vox Populi. Uh, this is the next stage of the war. We're going to be getting into an interesting um, period of time. Uh, and maybe the tranche will complete in about six weeks. So watch it. You know, watch the views on Max Egan and that kind of stuff as we go forward. It's going to be really interesting, guys. Got to go. Take care. Stay woo.